You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. In a world filled with cigars, craft beer, comics, movies, and video games, only two men are brave enough to search out all things nerdy. It's the Cigar Nerds Podcast! And welcome to Cigar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Smokin' Joe. I'm Brad Jackson. And what are we smoking this week, Brad? Ah, so this week we are smoking an archetype. Uh, this is called Sacred Scales. Um, From Ventura Cigars. Yeah, I, I, you know, I always thought archetype was their own thing, just looking at the, you know, boxes. And the artwork has always kind of captivated me. Cause yeah, it's... they look like weird black, uh, like black light posters you would hang on your bedroom walls back in the day when you were stoned. Like it, it that or... You know, it's like, I, I walk around, I'm like, damn, this is designed to, like, f- appeal to the fantasy RPG gamer. <laughs> like, this is every, you know, RPG gamer um, that's into cigars, uh, cigar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much, like, each one of the the archetypes are kind of like a different, they say they ba- they're based on, like, the hero's journey and, you know, psychology and whatnot, and like I said, there's dream state and... Strange Passage, uh, the, I think that's one we actually reviewed. and I think I remember the Strange Passage. I don't remember which episode that was, but I, I remember smoking it. And this time we're on Sacred Scales, which is a funky blue and pink uh, band with a big-ass wolf on it, which will make sense when we start talking about the main topic. <laughs> what is our main topic? We're going to talk about The Witcher in the new oh, Netflix yeah. series. I mean, he's the so- white wolf and... This is the Blue Wolf. I couldn't find a White Wolf cigar. This was as close as we could get. Hey, hey, it, it'll still work. I mean, I, I think it's also fitting that it's got, you know, the old school scales that they use for, you know, weighing out currency and shit. So, you know, um, I mean, we could just toss a coin and, you know, tip the scale. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so. <laughs> we got a Mexican San Andreas wrapper, Ecuadorian binder, Nicaraguan filler, and a supposedly a full-bodied... Uh, uh, taste is what they're what they're saying, and yeah, this week we're going to be talking about Netflix's newest big success, uh, The Witcher, based on the novels and video game franchise, video games and, and like... which I have neither read nor played. But everyone was saying, "Dude, The Witcher is badass. You got to watch it." So I'm like, "All right, I'll give it a shot." <laughs> Yeah, which is, uh, I mean, we'll get into it a little bit later. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about this cigar, because, you know, you, you mentioned, you know, full flavor, like you didn't believe the description. And um, what? so what are your initial impressions? I mean, it's got a pretty, it's so far pretty, uh, pretty full flavor. I mean, I will say that oftentimes when I see, you know, the, I mean, compared to most cigar branding, I mean, this is this is very loud branding. I mean, you're talking bright <laughs> yeah. colors, everything else. I mean, I think the blacklight poster description nail on the head there. But um, you know, oftentimes I see that, and it's like, oh, they're you know making up for the product, uh, you know, with this you know crazy ass branding. But I, I gotta say, off the bat, I'm really enjoying this cigar. Um, so far, as I mean, it's kind of like you know, Gurkha always has these like, you know ninja and these like badass tough names and then you smoke them and you're like eh, it's all right so it's like you know yeah sometimes it's like you know the the, the in-your-face marketing you're like are they just trying to like you know make up for 
a weak cigar by slapping a whole bunch of fancy on it. But so far, I said like it's got it's got it's got a good kick to it, and you know I've had several of the the Ventura Ventura cigars, and you know I've not been really disappointed with anything I've I've tried thus far. I mean, the Psycho Seven's a pretty good one. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other other ones we've had of, of theirs. I don't, I don't know what mine's doing, but I almost wish we could photograph this because it's definitely looking like a nipple. <laughs> <laughs> like, I will say that you know the the draw on this particular cigar, um, yours seems to be doing fine. Mine uh, definitely could could use some help. Yeah, you're getting some you know, uh, some funky burn on yours. Like you know, I mean, just. <laughs> People's gonna be like, "What the fuck is that?" Speaking of nipples, as we'll get into the main topic, very much like a, yeah, it's like I said, I, I never play the video games, but uh, very much a Game of Thrones. Like I told my buddy, I'm like, if you like boobs and swords, this is gonna be a uh, <laughs> series you'll like. And if you're gonna go out and hunt uh, elves and demons and whatnot, you should call on the Strike Force. Strikeforceenergy.com. Use your promo code Cigar Nerds for twenty percent off your order. So you don't have to th- throw as much coin toward your, uh, yeah, strike force guy. All right, that doesn't that doesn't uh, make as good a song as toss a coin to your Witcher, but you get my point. <laughs> and with that, we're gonna get back on the trail to Centra or wherever the hell we're heading next. When a humble bard graced a ride alone. Carol of Rivia, along came this song. From when the white bull fought, a silver tongued devil, his army of elves sat his hooves today. They came after me with masterful deceit, broke down my loot and And welcome back. Time to talk about the Witcher. Yeah, I gotta toss a little coinage, huh? <laughs> toss a cigar to you, cigar nerds. I don't even oh, know tobacconist of it... plenty. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know why they call it the Witcher. I mean, it should just be the fantasy RPG version of Boba the Fett, like <laughs> Boba Fett. Boba Fett. That's not that's... to be confused with Boba T. Boba tea, or Booker T. Mm. Mm. Oh, yes, but, uh... Fucking Booker T. Washington. Yeah, I mean, this kind of... <laughs> I mean, it's something we touted on news, and, you know, the rumor mills were circulating on... Man, like, this is either going to go really well or really bad, and um, I think coming down from a era of Game of Thrones and trying to fill that void uh yeah the the witcher brought a lot to the table um <laughs> yeah i mean i for one like never played the witcher games or read the witcher books but you know i had heard of them and i mean and i i normally don't watch like the fantasy shit like i gave no fucks about 
Game of Thrones or whatever, it was like, dude, this show is like awesome. And that fucking toss a coin to your Witcher song just like blew up the internet. Like YouTube for days was just full of different cover songs and everything else. I'm like, all right, I'll give this a try. And I'm like, this is actually pretty badass. I mean, I like monsters. This dude kills some monsters. Yeah, see, that was the thing. Like, when I first started watching, I was like, you know, because I know you're not a fan of, like, Lord of the Rings and oftentimes, you know, very, you know, I guess to circle back to video game, like, RPG-centric, um, you know, style roleplay, you know. But, you know, I think this one, you know, had, you know, a, a good combination of monsters and boobs, and that, that probably <laughs> was enough to satisfy your needs. Yeah, it's like I, uh, you know, told our buddy Mike, yeah, as I as a man, if you haven't watched this Witcher yet, you, you probably like it. It's like, it's kind of like Game of Thrones. It's all, you know, sword fights and boobs. And the comment I got back from him was like, yes, hunchback boobs are the best boobs. And I'm like, I mean, that's like the whole, like, you know, review of the, <laughs> the series in a nutshell. <laughs> So, I mean, I, I guess, go and watch The Witcher. We got nothing more to say. <laughs> uh, I mean, that would be like the shortest main segment ever. <laughs> People would be like, holy shit, these guys, you know, really condensed it down, didn't blabber for an hour. This is awesome. Hey, guys, do more of those 35-second podcasts. <laughs> yeah, that's so, so our new plan for 2020. We're just like, okay, we, we've jumped the shark. We're just anyway, today's topic is this. We thought it sucked. All right, good night. <laughs> Oh yeah, by the way, this this is what we thought of the cigar. <laughs> See y'all next week. <laughs> 20 episodes in 20 seconds. <laughs> Bringing in a new year. It's like that uh, guy that does whatever the uh, the songs in 20 different styles. We'd be like, yeah, here's our, our 20, cent, 20 second movie reviews. We're going to review 20 films in 20 seconds. <laughs> you know what? That sounds like a joke, but... I'll tell you, so we talked about over lunch, you know, this fucking TikTok app, right? People doing, like, 15-second, like, I, I, I feel like people today, like, anybody younger than our generation is, you know, if it's more than 20 seconds, they have no attention span to yeah, it's process like it anyway, so... The short attention span, like, internet culture is definitely, like, come. I mean, it's like the... Short format stories are, are like coming super. It's like freaking was it uh, uh, before Instagram and shit? The uh, oh, fuck, what was that thing that was like? It was like you could only post like six second videos, and people were making all kind of like crazy videos, but they were only like you know six seconds long. <laughs> I don't know. And then that kind of died out whenever Twitter or Instagram came out, and you could like you know post you know a minute worth of content, and and it's like you know. And hell, like YouTube, like three minutes was about the max people would watch YouTube, and now that's starting to go longer format. But then other stuff like t you know, TikTok and shit's coming out, and everything's going back to short format. It's like every couple of years, like people's attention spans either like get higher or lower. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I you know, feel like a lot of that started with the Snapchat craze, you know, of, yeah. you know, short second anonymous, I guess, you know, video shit, and then yeah, I, I don't know. I mean. You know, because that's, that's always the thing. Like, if you, like, look at a five-minute movie review, and you just see com comment after comment after comment, you should have done it in the middle or less. And it's like, well, like... Go watch some else's shit, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know. And, and see, that would be our stance, and they would go and watch somebody else's shit because they're motherfuckers. <laughs> uh, again, like I said, I, I, yeah, fucking YouTube just about every day. It's like there's certain times where I'm like, I look and I'm like, oh, this video is 30 minutes. Well, I'm gonna probably watch that when I get home or like tonight sometime when I can. Or right, that, down. I'll be like, hey, I got an hour to kill. And so then I forget I'll, about I want to watch a 30 minute video, <laughs> yeah. you know, or something. So. But it's like it's like I have to be in a certain like space where I'm not doing shit before I'm gonna like you know. Watch a 30 minutes <laughs> YouTube video. But yeah. at the same time, like, I don't know. I fell down a little bit of a hole today and I was watching, you know, some guys do like homemade moonshine tutorials and stuff, you know, where they were actually <laughs> doing, you know, cracked corn, sugar, like, you know, brew in a bag. Did Jimmy crack corn and no one cared? <laughs> exactly. Um, and I was like, hmm, maybe it's time to break out the old brewing equipment instead of a batch of beer. Maybe we need to do, you know, a couple gallons of uh, some some corn liquor, and I was like, "Cause well, I do live in the boondocks now, and I've got a beard, <laughs> and I, it's really easy to do. Uh, start making your own uh, apple pie, you know, air quotes for people who can't see that at home. <laughs> Maybe one day when we actually get on this video shit that we keep t- talking. That's about. the guys we I talked to it like a moonshine festival that it coming because people. There's companies here in Georgia that make and sell stills because they're for alternative fuel purposes. <laughs> We're making fuel alcohol. <laughs> it's like, yeah. That... <laughs> well, <I laughs> but mean, you go to their website and there's like moonshine recipes. <laughs> well, I mean, that's absolutely the thing because that's what the, you know, the head of your moonshine is, you know, pretty much ethanol. That's why, you know, typically you want to run that off and discard it and, you know, get the heart and then, you know, most of the time, probably discard the tail too. See, I know a little bit about moonshining now. <laughs> oh, I mean, I feel like the Discovery Channel. Like, I mean, I don't know. I I did see some popcorn Sutton videos starting to circulate. You know, the the interwebs again. So you know, oh, I mean, yeah. old popcorn. Well, I saw like I don't know my, the fucking Facebook algorithm. There was like a. It's like, I, I think I've trained my Skynet, because when you bring up, like, Facebook Marketplace, it's all uh, hot rod cars, like, tactical equipment, or martial arts supplies. But for some reason, there was, like, randomly popped up a, uh, like, a popcorn Sutton wanted poster someone was selling. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of cool. Uh, so, uh, anyway, The Witcher. <laughs> uh, starring Henry Cavill as Geralt of... Rivea, uh, Freya Alana as Siri, uh, Anna Shalatra as Yennefer of Vingerberg, and of course, Joey Batty as Jasker, the motherfucker who got that stupid toss a coin to your witcher song stuck in all of our heads, which I did see an interview with him like on Facebook or something. He's like, Hey, y'all think that song's bad. Y'all have only been dealing with it for a couple weeks. I've had that shit stuck in my head for eight months. Like I'm in the shower and start singing that stuff. And I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's catchy as hell, and it, it works. I don't know. I mean, you know, the bards are always the annoying characters. <laughs> like I said, you know, I'm not usually into the, the sword and fantasy, but the the effects on it looked great. I mean, like the like when he fights the, uh, the whatever that girl demon, that uh, that thing that was like going around eating people in that mining town, that thing looked fucked up. <laughs> yes. And, and like the, you know, like I said, all the kind of like the action sequences, like 
whoever does their fight choreography, I mean, that was some badass, you know, sword fighting and shit. Yeah. Well, I think they brought in like professional, you know, fencers and swordsmen and 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 stuff like that. Like you know, and th- and that's what really sold it. You know, I mean, like it wasn't just hey, go out here and you know, lightsaber duel one another. It was you know, hey, we're gonna legit use some two-handed combat techniques. Yeah, I mean, it, and how about the biggest? Henry Cavill fan because I mean I thought he was probably one of the I never liked the new DC universe and his Superman was kind of lame but now that I've seen this I'm like and hell he was good in that uh, was it the that last Mission Impossible movie but I'm like after seeing this and seeing some like the interviews with him you're like he's a like a big ass nerd I mean he's actually kind of a cool dude and like this you know him playing uh, Geralt I'm like all right this guy's actually kind of cool <laughs> I mean and and that's the thing is. You can have some really good actors or actresses that are cast in some crappy movies that don't really showcase what they're capable of, and like, eh, I don't know how I feel about that person, but then you find something that, oh, this is right up, you know, this nerd or geek's alley, and, you know, they fucking nail it, and I think that's exactly what we saw here. I don't know, which I'm I'm like you, I'm not, uh, Superman was always one of those characters that, eh, Never was all that impressive to me, I guess. I don't know. I, I never could quite get into Superman the way I did other um, heroes and such. Speaking of the weird DC universe, finally got around to watching most of Crisis on Infinite Earths. I'm still like on the last episode that I haven't watched yet. But the guy who plays Flash in the movies showed up and had like a brief encounter with the TV flash. And it was kind of hilarious. Cause it's like, <laughs> he runs into him and he's like, uh, is this cosplay? Like, do you want a selfie, bro? He's like, uh, no, I'm the flash. He's like, I'm the flash too. How is this possible? And they start comparing like uniforms. He's like, man, that looks so like comfortable and like breathy. And he's like, yeah. And yours looks so safe. Cause he's wearing that weird ass. Yes. Armor uh, looking armor. fucking suit. Yes. <laughs> This <laughs> funny as shit. Um, but yeah, the um, I'd say one of the because th- like I said I I wasn't familiar with the source material before this came out, but it was one of those that like even if you haven't played The Witcher or read the books, I thought they did a good job of you know telling a story, you know, a compelling story for the most part. There was it like, was see, like for me, like you know, as long as you get through the first episode, I think I've, the first episode's kind of confusing well, until you I, get I, how the world works. I think for me, I was sort of confused like up until about episode three. And then episode three, when everything kind of meshed together, it was like, oh, it, it makes sense. Now I understand what they're doing with the timelines and everything of yeah, that Yeah, that's one thing. If, if like, you're not familiar with it, the, the, the three main characters, Princess Siri, which I wonder how many people's freaking... Siri like accidentally turned on while they were watching this. Uh and then the the Witcher and the whatever, the mage, witch, whatever, Yennefer. Like all three of their storylines are happening at different times. Like this eight episode series, like if you like Netflix has like released like the official timeline, the story actually takes place over sixty years. So but they the directors, whatever writers Never explain that. I mean, you had to kind of be smart enough to 
figure it out on your own. Cause when I first watch it, I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Until I finally like saw online, they're like, Oh, there's three timelines. Yes. And, and it's basically like, the, and they really don't meet up until the last two episodes. Maybe like, yeah, Ger- uh, Gerald and, and Jennifer, their story kind of crosses maybe mid season, like you know, episode four or five, but really everything doesn't come together until like the final two episodes. So it's like the stuff happening with, Series happening kind of in the present, the stuff happening with the Witchers happening in kind of like the mid time and the, the early stuff with Unifers, like way before all this shit happened. It's basically how their three destinies came to be that, you know, ends up bringing them all together. Which is like, and I've, I've heard from some of the, the, the writers that said that season two, they're kind of doing away with that whole fractured timeline, but they kind of had to do this to introduced all the characters and their backstory and doing the multiple timelines was really the only way to make all these things happen in, in a, I guess a reasonable way, but it was like, yeah, they should have been like, you know, Hey, fucking this year. Yeah. Like just pop up a year on the screen. So you know that where the fuck you're at in this story with, but they're like, nah, we'll just like put a little, some, we'll put a picture of an old, like a kid as an old guy that you're dealing with. And then later on, you'll see that him as a kid and you'd be like, Oh, this is, like, why is he talking to that? Isn't that lady fucking die episode one? And then it's like, but it's like, it takes like, if, but they did nothing to like, well, flat out tell you this is what's going you, on, which is kind of confusing. And if you played any of the games, like, you know, um, I couldn't get over the combat system of The Witcher 1, so I didn't spend a whole lot of time. I didn't really get heavily involved into The Witcher series until um, The Witcher 3 came out. And that was a game that you could literally run around for a hundred plus hours and never have a fucking clue what you were doing. Because <laughs> I mean, you would just get distracted by so much stuff happening in the game world that whatever you were working on, like, just completely went out the window, and you're half a world away. Like, Witcher three, the side quest. <laughs> exactly. I mean, but that's you know one of the things that kind of like playing uh, was it Red Dead Redemption? I think it was like I spent so much time on fucking side quests that. Took me forever to get through the actual main storyline yes. of the game because I was always like wandering around, fucking hunting and <laughs> fighting herbs and doing all these bullshit side I, quests. I, I think that's why most people that play like RPGs just spend up so much time just fishing. You know, it's like <laughs> yeah. fuck it, I, I I'm tired of running and I'm just gonna stand here at this you know fishing <laughs> hole and just you know farm fish. Yeah, I remember one of my friends back in the day used to be big and I'm not even sure what game it was he was playing. Probably World of Warcraft, but it was some kind of you know like. RPG type thing, and every time I'd come by, he'd be like, "I'm mining, or I'm like you know hiking or fishing oh, or boy. whatever." That's probably RuneScape then. Might have been. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, dude, you're literally spending like all day like fake fishing. Like we live in a town where the lake. You want to go fish? Get off your hands. Let's go fish, man. It's just, <laughs> because it's like it was the one thing. It's like I'm gonna go slay monsters, but it's no. It's the people that sit there and do these like mundane tasks that you could do in real life. That I'm like. The fuck are you playing a game for, bro? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I, you know, there's, there's a lot of people that, you know, really take RPGs, you know, very seriously. And if you've got, you know, the, the, the time of the day, great. You know, I mean, like that's the whole thing is the time. As, well, as like a, a grown man with like kids and a job, it's like I, I do not have the time to dedicate to half the games that I used to. That I like. Like, you know, it's, uh, you know, for me, I guess, I, I recently just started playing Elder Scrolls Online. I'm a few years late to the game, but it's like, 
you know, I joined up a couple of guilds, and I'm like, oh, heck, these are hardcore RPG guilds. Because literally, like, if you're playing a dwarf or an elf, like, these people don't break their characters over mic and everything. <laughs> I'm like, I don't have time for this. Like, yeah. you know, they want you to, like, play, like, 17 hours a day, and it's like, nope, I'm out. Like, <laughs> I got a day job, and... <laughs> yeah, it's like, hell, I got a game on my phone that I just kind of, like, play when there's nothing going on. And one of my friends like, hey, you want to join my guild? And I get there and like, oh, we've got a freaking, uh, what the hell is that uh, 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 server that everyone gets on now? Oh, like Discord Yeah, or we got a Discord server and I'm like, these guys are like strategizing. I'm like, dude, it's a fucking cell phone game. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> but I mean, that's what makes, you know, that really puts in perspective. You know, the old video of Leroy Jenkins, Yeah. you know, Hey, our probability of, you know, surviving this encounter, I, I calculate at 33.25% or whatever. And it's like Leroy Jenkins just run, you know, head on and get wiped. And it's like, Oh hell, we lost our healer. We lost our tank. And now the entire party's dead. <laughs> but like, sometimes that shit works. <laughs> in life, sometimes you just have to leave. That Roy really Jenkins, only that works shit. on Doom. Sometimes Call of Duty, like <laughs> it's kind of like playing Hitman back in the day, and it was like, all right, the uh, silent assassin rating's out the window. Now I'm just breaking out the belt fed and just killing everyone. <laughs> hey, you can't report me to the law if there's no law left. Yeah. It's like I, I spent you know thirty minutes to an hour trying to sneak up on this guy, and a fucking security guard catch me. I'm like, fuck it. Everybody's going to die. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, that's that's part of the reason that made, you know, Skyrim and, you know, uh, Fallout 4, a lot of those games so great is, like, literally you would be doing something. And, like, for me, like, it's like I'm trying to talk to this character I'm supposed to talk to, but no, I still an apple. And now I've got five guards chasing me for my <laughs> life over, you know, stealing a fucking apple. Like... <laughs> Yeah, you it's have like committed crimes against Skyrim. You must die. That's like playing. Uh, like I said, was it? Uh, oh, freaking. Was it uh, Rainbow Six Shadowlands or whatever? It's like a freaking. You know, try to do the the cool. Ta you know, be all cool and tactical, and then like fail the mission like five times. And I'm like, fuck it. Give me that M60 uh, or fucking saw and a rocket launcher. We're just gonna splatter these. <laughs> Screw tactics. I'm just you know, whatever. Superior firepower wins the uh, beats tactics. <laughs> yeah, I mean you know sometimes you just gotta go you know locked and loaded. And I sometimes it works, but if you're playing with a group, sometimes it's good to coordinate with your group too. <laughs> <laughs> Because sometimes, it don't matter how many rockets you got, that fucker just isn't going to die. Oh, <laughs> uh, so The Witcher. <laughs> oh, man. It's great, because, like, this segment is turning into what the games are. Yeah, like, this is the, the side quest podcast. Yeah, we, we, like... we fall down the hole and then have to come back to the thing. <laughs> and then we get on topic for a couple of seconds and, like, oh, there's a cat that wants to talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> It's got a sparkly collar. It must have a quest. The second thing I saw was it was like if I ever go into like a, a bar and there's a guy sitting in the in a corner by himself having a beer, I always go up. I'm like, "Are you here to uh, you know send uh, adventurers on a quest?" <laughs> it's like, I've played too many RPGs. I see a guy sitting alone in the corner of the tavern. I must go see if he has a side quest for me. <laughs> that guy's got a shiny beam of light above his head. Must be a sign. <laughs> no, we just got really shitty maintenance and haven't changed out the other five light bulbs. <laughs> so, 
like the princess Siri storyline from the start, like that first episode with the castle falling and the the bad guys of this story, the Nilf Guardians, which to me always sounds like Milf Guardians when they say it. <laughs> Were you under the sorcerer's spell? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I mean, that's like from like because ep- I was like, whatever, yeah. And then episode one, I watched that, and it's like. People are just getting fucking slaughtered when the uh, <laughs> when they raid the cat, and it's like that. We're 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 the the queen who's you know injured herself. You know tells the uh, her head knight that like it is, it is time, and you see him going around passing out like vials of something to all the people that are hiding in the castle, and it's like, oh, we're gonna get like raped and slaughtered, so it's easier for us to just kill ourselves. I was like, damn, that's like fucking hardcore, and that's oh, like yeah. episode one. <laughs> Like, I mean, that's, you know, I think that's what Game of Thrones had such a following and everything of that nature that, you know, it really took something, you know, over the top like that to try to compete. I mean, you know, it's, uh, you know, I guess that's what I love about certain series where it's like, oh, you like this character? Yeah, it's dead now. Like, <laughs> yeah. see, they they would do what The Walking Dead never would, and and still hasn't until the show finally managed to implode upon itself. Like, you know, episode you know, or season two, season three, they killed Daryl. Guess what? Like, you know, people would have been, oh fuck, we just had a Game of Thrones moment. Like, <laughs> you never really had that in The Walking Dead. Like, and I gotta say, because uh, it's been a while since I've watched any series on Netflix. But after having the experience with Disney Plus, I kind of miss the Netflix that, oh, here's your entire season. You know, it kind of sucks that now we're going to have to wait a little over a year probably before we get season it's two. It's almost like wait, waiting for live action TV, but through a streaming service. Yeah, it's like that having to, like, <laughs> you know, spend two months to get the entire eight episodes of The Mandalorian, where this, I burned through it in the course of a weekend. <laughs> or do you see this happening? Hey, I don't have kids or anything, and I'm only interested in this one show. So, all right, that season's over. Um, I'll, I'll subscribe, binge watch the season. Okay, unsubscribe until the start of another season. You know, the end of the next <laughs> season. Like, yeah, I mean, because hell, either, I'm. I mean, the only thing about that is it's just hard to stay away from spoilers and things of that nature. As you know, hard as you try, because it'd be like, oh, there's a fucking YouTube ad, and it's like previously and it's like <laughs> ah shit like, yeah if like you know if you decided like well i'm just gonna wait the two months so i can i can freaking binge watch the mandalorian all the way through like you would have not made it on because like fucking every day on facebook there was like some kind of baby yoda meme <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, i mean it's like there was no spoilers but yeah shit there was enough baby yoda memes that you could like kind of halfway and, interpret and, and, and what was going on if you weren't watching is, it you know like those memes like so far, all they're, the Witcher memes are even... tossing a coin. There's not really a whole lot about giving away the story of it. Make it hell. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, you know, uh, for instance, Rachel, like, she didn't watch a single episode of, you know, Mandalorian, but every fucking Baby Yoda thing she would send me. And I was like, somebody that doesn't even give a fuck about Star Wars is sending me Star Wars <laughs> shit. Like, you know the internet. Speaking of which, impact. I saw a thing today that... Uh... Build-A-Bear is going to have a Baby Yoda bear you can build. And there was someone who's like, hey, 40-year-old dudes, 
Save some Baby Yoda bears for the kids <laughs> until the bear opens up. <laughs> Fuck that, kids. Go get jobs. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, take the kids to fucking build a bear just so I can build a Baby Yoda. And like, hey, y'all build whatever you want. I'm getting a goddamn Yoda. <laughs> like, oh, are you making that for your daughter? Fuck no, this is mine. <laughs> I'm gonna get me a backpack and... Or like a freaking baby boring thing and walk around with that motherfucker like I'm uh, IG-12. <laughs> <laughs> I can see you like with one of those fucking, you know, um, chest packs on, you know, for carrying a kid, but yours is going to have a little baby Yoda in it. Like, <laughs> just give him the egg, man. <laughs> the egg, the egg. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the... Be like, Here, here's your ball bearing, kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's kind of like, yeah. To, to talk about this and make sense, you kind of have to like break it down into like the three timelines to like cover it all. So we got, you know, Siri and you know, her, you know, whole family, freaking pretty much her whole kingdom gets slaughtered and she's just suddenly on her own. But she, and she has some kind of mysterious power. And we see like in one of the I'm Witcher sorry, episodes. Your princess is in another castle. Yeah. <laughs> We we and you know all she knows is like you need to go find this Geralt guy because he is your destiny, and and then she's sent out in the world getting chased by the freaking milf guards. <laughs> but I mean, I mean she was kind of. I mean it's kind of cool to see somebody that you know actually has power and a you know be an heiress to a throne you know suddenly get cast away to hey you're in the slums and you have nothing like, yeah i mean she's constantly like sneaking out and playing with like the the villagers and stuff and thinks she knows how the world works and then she gets actually tossed out into the world and try and realizes that, like yeah people are assholes and not everyone loved your your grandma like you thought she was like the the best ruler but turns out she was kind of racist against elves and outsiders and everything else and and you know killed like a whole bunch of these creatures so it's like oh now that i'm outside the castle i realize like you know my idyllic you know upbringing turned out to be kind of covering for some horrific shit back in the day which is also very much Arya stark from game of thrones <laughs> if you want to draw yeah. character contrast uh like i say the queen too was kind of a badass like I mean, she was a bitch but like she was like, you know, straight fucking people up. <laughs> Especially when you kind of get the, the, f I don't know if you call it a flashback, but you know, in the Witcher's timeline, um, Jaster hires him like, Hey man, I've cleaned up your reputation. Why don't you go to this party with me? Cause I'm kind of a man whore and they might be a lot of nobles that want me dead for banging their wives. So <laughs> do me a solid, be my bodyguard for the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> like he even convinces that one guy he's like aren't you the guy that was sneaking out of my house I didn't get a look at his face but show me your dick which <laughs> if you want to go back to Game of Thrones very much a Tyrion Lannister <laughs> and the Witcher's like oh you are mistaken he was kicked in the nuts by a bull or something it's yeah it's, it's horrible down there you don't want to see it and he's like oh I'm, I'm sorry my poor man here have, have some money I'm sorry for harassing you <laughs> I got a bad case of elephantitis. <laughs> uh, but then you get, like, fucking Sonic the Hedgehog that shows up and tries to uh, marry the uh, queen's daughter because she's the child of surprise, which apparently is just 
fucking rule that like, you know, you save somebody's life or something and they don't have any way to repay you and be like, claim the law of surprise. I will one day have something and you can come back and I will, I must give it to you. And this guy uses his surprise to try to marry the princess who, who apparently he's been getting it on with, uh, behind the queen's back, but he's cursed. So during the day, t- he's like a reverse vampire or reverse werewolf. He's like a hedgehog during the day and human at night. <laughs> I mean, he was cursed. I mean, you know, it, it happens. I mean, <laughs> and the queen's like, you know, kill him. And you know, Witcher's like, it's like he's a monster hunter, but he spends a lot of time not hunting monsters. He's like, no, these people, these are they're not killers. This is just a fucked up dude. I'm well, not gonna, I mean, I'm that, not gonna slay this dragon just because you want to kill a dragon. No, he's got to be you. Know, well, I mean, that was one of doing the, something before I'll I'll bother to go after him. That was one of the things that you know really made me think that. Hey, this is the fantasy equivalent of Boba, because, you know, it was... You're not really getting involved in day-to-day politics. You're kind of just letting shit play out until it's like... Oh, well... Now you fucked up, so... uh, You know what? You're you're trying to fuck with the destiny, so... um, I'll take you out, because ultimately, you're the monster. Yeah, it's like... That's one thing, it's like... the. You know, he does hunt down a few monsters, but for the most part, it's the humans in this that are the real monsters that he ends up having to deal with. Yeah, it's like... What's a twist? (laughs) Yeah. It's like even the... uh... A better twist than M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah, even the... The the hell was that monster that he goes and they called it? Anyway, when he... uh... When when he goes, that one Witcher gets killed, and he goes and uh, and tries to, you know, get rid of the monster for the for the freaking for the miners and everything, and finds out that it's just oh, it's a child that was cursed because her somebody put a curse on her her mother, and she was kind of born after the mother was dead, which created, you know, this fucking crazy ass monster. Instead of like slaying it, he's like, Oh no, this is actually a princess. And there's a way to lift this curse. Yeah. I'm instead, I'm going to fuck up the, find the guy who put the original curse on him and let his ass get slaughtered and, you know, take an ass beaten to, to save this girl, which that fight scene too, was when he's like, finds out that like, Oh, the only thing it's the only thing to break the curse is I got to keep her from, it's kind of like a weird vampire thing where she has to return to her crypt and during the daylight, it's like, as long as I can keep her out of her crypt until daylight, she, the curse will be lifted. And he's got like the freaking silver werewolf looking brass knuckles and the damn, like, uh, like the chain weapon. I was like, hell, that was like, so, you know, freaking, you know, beating her ass with that chain. And then she breaks it and he's like, puts on the freaking like holy brass knuckles. I'm like, that's like some Castlevania shit right there. Yes. And he starts beating the fuck out of it with those <laughs> silver knuckles. I was like, that's that's kind of fucking awesome. <laughs> Let me check my backpack of holding. What do I have here? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Like I said, that was I, I, I like I like that episode, and then you know you get the the Yennefer story, which is almost like comparing it to Game of Thrones. For the most part, is almost like a political intrigue. You know, she's like this deformed hunchback lady that has some kind of natural magical powers and gets recruited into, like, every kingdom has, like, a 
kind of a wizard advisor. But there's people are like, you know, hey, half corrupt the themselves. Yeah. It's like the mages guilds are like those, like, especially like the, the first guy you meet, uh, in that like episode one with, with the witcher, he's like hiding out in this magical tower with a, like a freaking holodeck full of naked ladies. Cause he's like, Oh, like I, there's a prophecy and this girl was born during a, an eclipse. So she must die when he's kind of a dirt bag himself. And even in later on, when you find out that, you know, this, the Nilf guardians and their mage turned bad are, are trying to pretty much take over the entire continent. They're like, well, he's only fucking with the Northern realms. Yeah. They haven't started fucking with the Southern realms yet. So we're going to stay out of this shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, fuck those people up there. And then, you know, half the mages have the, you know, most of the, like you know, the Northern mages are like, no, these are some evil motherfuckers. We need to go put them down. And if y'all are going to be too pussies to stand with us, we'll, you know, do this on our own. So it's like, you know, it's like even, it's like each, like, you know, so even like the, the mages and the wizards, you know, they're not, you know, fucking Gandalf the Great. They're all like corrupt politicians for the most part. Like, you know, even like when you see Yennefer going through the mage training, it's like the girls that weren't, that had potential, but weren't strong enough to become full mages. They turned them into damn lizard or uh, eels to power their magic castle. <laughs> it was like, I mean, these people are just, you know, uh, there's like really no true good guys in this whole <laughs> realm other than maybe the witchers and even him. It's like, for the most part, it's just like, oh, God damn it. Y'all people keep sucking me into, into your fucking bullshit. I just want to like, you know, drink my beer and hang out with my roach horse. <laughs> I think there's a mage among us. <laughs> Some like weird fucking thing floating around. I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm talking about speaking magic. Of, the... Speaking of ills and magic, and you see Somebody's this little like fucking little black hair looking thing start <laughs> floating across the room. Like the fuck is that? <laughs> we might put some shrooms in our barbecue earlier. Oh, boy. <laughs> Maybe that's why we can't stay on topic. <laughs> we're all we're high and distracted. We don't we haven't even turned the microphones on at this point. We're just uh <laughs> no, there's, tripping. <laughs> there's red lights. I, I see them over there blinking. We're good. <laughs> okay. Uh. I don't know about as far as content goes, but this shit's recording some stuff. Yeah, so it's like this, you're almost getting three stories in one. I mean, you got the Witcher and his kind of like swashbuckling monster hunting, you know, stuff. Then you got Siri and like a, almost like, you know, like a survival story of her kind of becoming an adult um, and, you know, kind of seeing how the world really works and having to run and survive. And then you've got... <laughs> kind of like a story of political intrigue nearly with, <laughs> you know, kind of Yennefer's start. But then her, and like when, yeah. And apparently like, you know, you, once you become a mage, you're allowed to like, you don't age and you're allowed to kind of choose your form. So she goes from being hunchback lady to like super hot, which that was some serious special effects. Cause like pre transformation, she is like straight fugly. Like, I mean, her, like, face is twisted. I mean, she's, like... But then she, like, turns into, like, freaking hottie, uh... <laughs> I was like, that's some... You know, I thought that creature was good special effects. Making her look ugly, and that was the real special effects. That was some hardcore CGI for that shit. <laughs> or some Rick Baker magic. <laughs> that took a lot of work. That or they brought in somebody that actually had a, a special effect, and now you're really an asshole. <laughs> like, you know, no, no, I'm pretty sure it was the same girl. 
If not, but, yeah, I, I, mean, I apologize. You know, that's, that's kind of an interesting concept, you know? It's like, you have the ability to make that one wish to choose your life, but in doing so, you lose the ability to birth a child to give life. And that was kind of interesting with her thing, too, because I was like, almost thought she was going to turn evil at a point because, you know, she finally, like, kind of decides to break the rules and kind of get her power on her own and get the kind of station she wants. But then once she gets what she wants and becomes, like, a full court maid, she's like, oh, all these kings and stuff are just assholes. Like, she's bodyguarding the queen, and turns out this guy wants an heir, and she had a... a, a, a female baby so that she sends a magical assassin with some kind of a roach assassin that looks that fucking creature was awesome <laughs> to chase them down and kill them and it's and she's like trying to protect them and using her teleportation power to like keep teleporting her to like different locations but the thing keeps following them and finally he's like what are you doing aren't you supposed to be my bodyguard and she's like fuck you like fucking just warps to the next location and leaves her ass there <laughs> but then well i mean she even tries to like help her and is like look you know there's got to be something on you like what did the king give you because you're being tracked? Like, Yeah, and like the people's person she's trying to protect kind of starts acting like a bitch, and she's like, all right, fuck you, I'm out. But then feels guilty and goes back and tries to at least save the child, but the kid gets killed as she's escaping. And that's another thing where they really don't explain timelines unless you're listening, and she at one point says, I've been doing this for 30 years. And at that point, she's like, you know, with the dead baby realizes like, oh, I, at the time when I was young and wanted power, I didn't realize what I was giving up to get this power. And now I want to have a child. And she kind of goes rogue and starts living off her own, that selling kind of her, like a magic mercenary, just kind of selling potions and, and spells and whatnot to survive. But her true thing is she's trying to amass enough power to heal herself where she can have a child. And it's, it's kind of like, yeah, was an interesting yeah no concept. So think about that the next time you go to your potion vendor. Think about what they may have sacrificed <laughs> to sell you healing and stamina and magicka and mana. Oh, but yeah, when she finally meets the Witcher, that episode, what her episode, what it three or four, I forgot what it was. <laughs> she gets arrested for selling magic in this town, and they lock her up in the mayor's house, and she just pretty much takes over the town <laughs> and just is like. Yeah, I'm imprisoned. <laughs> and the Witcher uh, feels guilty because you know he's like you know kind of jokingly when he saves you know the Hedgehog Knight, he's like I gotta repay you, and he's like oh I'll just claim the uh, yeah prize of uh, or the surprise, uh, and then turns out the the princess is pregnant. And he's like fuck. <laughs> so he's for you know he's like guilty or something because he's like he's like just kind of abandoned. He's like ah oh, hell no, I ain't dealing with this shit. I'm out. But he has, like, wicked insomnia. And his insomnia has gotten so bad that he's like, I gotta find a genie so I can wish to take a nap. <laughs> and Jackster the Bard gets, like, a fucking magical throat cancer. <coughs> he has to find someone to save him. And, like, you know, this elf healer is like, no, nah, you need somebody stronger than me. You need, like, a mage. And, like, there's... I heard there's one in the next town, but y'all probably don't want to... Like, she's been imprisoned, and she may be, like bad uh bad juju and he shows up and like the mayor's just naked <laughs> like uh we're here to see if you have a mage she wants apple juice <laughs> like okay and just like goes upstairs with the apple juice and there's like a full-blown orgy going on upstairs and she's just sitting in the middle 
like eyes wide shut, wearing like a mask, watching all these people get it on. And he's like, hi, I'm Gerald. Brought you some apple juice. Can you heal my friend over here? <laughs> just dumps him in the middle of uh <laughs> Drops him in a pile of like people <laughs> fucking. And he's just like, if I wasn't dying, this would be awesome. <laughs> it, it, it's funny because she's like so intrigued by him. It's like, oh, you're not affected by all this shit you know it's like it's like I, I found someone that can kind of play on on my level and she's like you know wants to use them but then also is like kind of like this guy <laughs> but yeah i was it was funny because like i you know for podcasting purposes i you know if, if my wife wants to watch something i normally have to like you know it takes forever to get her to sit down to watch something just because of our schedule so it's like i gotta watch this for so I can talk about it. So I burned through the whole thing and now she's like trying to catch up. So I come home from the gym the other night and I walk in like right as like the orgy episode is on. Like I walk in, I'm like, you watching porn? I'm like, oh no, this is The Witcher. I've seen this. <laughs> I was like, I come home at the right time. <laughs> I'm going to sit down and watch the orgy again. <laughs> that episode was funny too, where he's like, you know, she agrees to heal Jaxter, but she's really wanting to capture the, the genie. And then, poisons the witcher and just basically <coughs> has him go out and have like revenge on all the people that in the town that was trying to get rid of her, but never really does anything like super harmful. Like the one guy, he like spanks <laughs> and goes around kicking the shit out of people who he like wakes up in like the fucking uh, jail. <coughs> but it's just, it's like one of those things like she's not evil, but she also like, doesn't really give a fuck and will just kind of does whatever her own something to like her, you know, her own amusement. We have similar amusements. And then they go hunt a dragon. The egg, the egg <laughs> to bring him back to the, the Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> they, they go looking for baby Yoda. I gotta say that dragon episode too has one of the best insults. The freaking doors like, you overgrown cockhead. Yes. I was like, never heard that before. I might have to use that. <laughs> That's coming in my arsenal. <laughs> and the freaking Yennefer's teamed up with some kind of like knight. <coughs> Are they the knights that say neep? <laughs> but then he ends up like just slaughtering some monster that wasn't really a monster. And it's like, dude, we could have fed it and it would have fucked off. And then gets, like, food poisoning from trying to cook this thing. <laughs> and, and then gets murdered while he's shitting. Ugh. Ugh. I think I got attacked by a gin there. It, it's I'm, I'm sounded getting the, like, uh... You, you I'm getting the magical have... throat cancer. <laughs> when you go find a mage. Is it... Well, I... You know, as you stepped away to go get your water, I, I did see a cat walk past me. So that <laughs> might be the direction we need to go. <laughs> Motherfucker. Might be the worst escort mission ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, and then that <laughs> that episode too. It, you know, she's like trying to catch the the genie, and turns out the Witcher's the one that has actually has the genie when she thought it was uh, a <laughs> Chexter. <laughs> and dude, she's like trying to like make him make the final wish, and and he's she's like, "Why don't you test out your vocal cords? I healed you." And he's like. Toss a coin to you. And she grabs him. And he's like, oh, Valley of Penis. <laughs> 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 oh, but then the uh, the whole upper floor of the house explodes. And she teleports them back down to the 
<laughs> the hall where they were having the orgy. <laughs> and he's like, you can teleport and you yeah, didn't get us out of this shithole town. <laughs> you just, <laughs> you only teleported us downstairs. What the fuck? And it's like one of those where they're like freaking insulting each other. And then finally like, oh, I like this chick. <laughs> Start banging. <laughs> and Jaster's like, oh my God, he's dead. I'm going to write you the most beautiful song ever. And then the elf was like, hey, they're alive. And he's like, bullshit. And like goes and looks and they're in there fucking. He's like, oh, he's really alive. <laughs> Why you got to stop and stare? <laughs> I'm going to watch a free show. <coughs> oh. You're not over that gin yet? No. <clears throat> I mean, it's gotten in your eye now. <coughs> <coughs> You tell us a story. <laughs> I, I I told you, our story lies right outside these very doors, because there is a cat headed that way that is our side quest mission. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. All I can say is if, you know, I'm following some dwarves, and they take me to some shady, you know, um, boards that are just kind of hung on the side of a mountain, I'm probably not following suit. No, I'm like, yeah, it's a quick shortcut to the bottom. <laughs> and for some, it was. <laughs> yeah, when the, but when they get to the, the dragon, they find out that the old man that put them on the quest was actually a shape-shifting golden dragon, and he was there to protect the egg of the green dragon, and they died, and the witcher's like, this is like... A better quest. <laughs> Instead of killing a dragon, let's go kill all these assholes that came to kill the dragon. I'm down. <laughs> yeah, like... So how much coin does it cost for one witcher? <laughs> and I like he's like, when, they're, when he takes him to the bar and shows him everybody that's going to be hunting the dragon, and he's like, dude, I'm not hunting dragons. That's not like a... I don't want to do it. And then she walks into the bar, and he's like, and fucking Jackster sees him, he's like, oh, fuck. And he's like, all right, I'm in. <laughs> We're hunting a dragon. Damn it. <laughs> and he's like, oh, you know, she's probably the scariest thing out here, not the uh, not the monsters on this trail. Which I do like her magical uh, tent. <laughs> I want a pump, uh, like a fucking outhouse-sized pup tent that when you go inside... Like I mean, a, dude, it was nothing but a pop-up A fucking master, okay? a master suite with a king-sized bed. I'm like... Hell yeah, if I'm going to camp in, I want that damn tent. Yeah, That'll be easy a, to carry. Fuck a phone booth, just get, you know, pop-up TARDIS. <laughs> yeah, we wouldn't need one of those for Dragon Con. We wouldn't have to do a room. We'll just, like, you know, pop it up in the corner of a hall somewhere, and it's like, <laughs> got a giant room inside. Hide that motherfucker in an elevator. Yes. Hell, paint it blue, it'll blend in. People think we're just, we just have a TARDIS display, and it's really like a, our, you know, giant... Uh, Living room, like a full cigar lounge inside of it. <laughs> They'll never suspect it's an actual TARDIS. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not sure if real TARDIS or cosplay. Or prop. Really wouldn't be a cosplay. <laughs> I'm not crawling inside you. You're not a Tauntaun. <laughs> oh. And then you also have the, uh, when the mages finally decide to take a stand and try to hold the, uh, Milf guardians from <laughs> crossing the bridge and invading the rest of the north. Although I do got to say, like that led to some really cool stuff. Like you know, because 
you think the mages, like, yeah, they're going to use, you know, spells and potions and stuff like that, but, you know, them, you know, basically, like, fucking slingshotting the damn, you know, explosive potions and then shooting them down <laughs> at range with arrows and stuff. I'm like, that was pretty badass. Like, Yeah, and, like, the their evil counterparts, the evil mages, that's one of the things they show in the kind of the magic Hogwarts Academy that magic has a cost that if you're going to summon something, you have to like sacrifice something else where the evil mages don't care. They're like, sacrifice everything. Fuck it. Yeah. Throw a fireball. Everything's disposable. And if it destroys you, throw in the fireball. Cool. Next mage up. Throw another fireball and like, you know, fucking sacrifice in half of their magical slaves or whatever in battle. Then you got, uh, whatever, one homeboy where they teleport him in and he tries to attack, like, the main general guy. I like his freaking magic sword, because that thing was cool as shit, man. He'd, like, pull that thing out, fight, and he'd, like, lose his sword, and it'd just reappear in his sheath. <laughs> it's, like, straight-up video game uh, technology. He's, like, throws the sword, and all of a sudden, fucking pull another one out of my sheath. <laughs> and then, oh, shit, I'm out of Magicka. No magic sword. Crap! <laughs> yeah, I gotta go uh, go uh, kill something and, you know, earn some more... Uh, Magic points. Who the hell? Who the hell's playing support? <laughs> I need more resources over here. Somebody toss me a potion. I'm running a little. Did we break something? No, I just knocked over my letter. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, that whole whole like magic battle was pretty badass, and it was like, and even when they sneak in like the little brain worms, like straight out of like fucking Star Trek two. <laughs> take over the people and like have like the double agents and <clears throat> they go in and like drop the freaking exploding magic bombs into like the, the armory pretty much and like blow up half the castle. It's like, Oh fuck. I mean, but then Yennefer finally like, you know, kind of comes to her like, own oh, where like the, the lady that trained her is like, you are the most powerful. Like, you know, all the bad shit that has happened to you in your life, you know, <clears throat> you know, use the chaos like you are walking chaos that's and they that's where they get their powers is chaos magic she's like just kind of use all the things that have happened to your life to fuel it and she just like <clears throat> looking at the castle on fire and then just sucks in all the fire from the castle and then just blows it out in this like massive like nuclear fire blast and fries like all the motherfuckers i was like yes unleash your anger it was <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, it's like every Feel RPG battle ever, through. right? You know, like all the primary, you know, it's like, okay, I'm just doing my primary ability, you know, to build up my, you know, <laughs> building up your mana for the, yeah. And then unleash. it's like, okay, you can use your special ability. Everything's wiped out. Yay, victory. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what I loved about, you know, the video games being so impactful. And I'm like, damn. Like, these battles and shit play out like a video game. Like, I can just sit here, you know, XX, L1, R1, okay, XX, oh, oh, triangle, triangle. Okay, shit, we're, we're, we're full. L1, R1 simultaneously. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing the show didn't have was a quick time event. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it... it I mean, it had your jumping puzzles, yeah. I mean, that was the only other thing. Like, maybe the orgy scene would have been there. Or the, the <laughs> genie was probably the quick time event. Like, you have three seconds to make your wishes go. <laughs> like, 
Well, <coughs> this fucker done consumed two wishes, and okay. I just want to go to sleep. <laughs> just, just when he like finally figured out he had the genie, when that guy's like beating the shit out of him, he's like, "I just wish you'd fucking explode." And the guy's head explodes. He's like, "Oh shit, <laughs> that was cool." <laughs> wasn't no Will Smith genie though, oh. and it wasn't no Christina Aguilera. And I'm a little bit genie disappointed. in a bottle. Got to rub me the right way. I was trying to think, like, did it have a lamp? Was it in a lamp? <clears throat> well, it was in like a bottle of some kind that got smashed. Okay, I couldn't quite remember <laughs> the uh, the genie vessel. Yeah, what she was trying to be the vessel, which was kind of weird. I want you inside me. Oh boy. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> Goddamn genie, quit fucking with me. Quick, make a wish. I wish for a million dollars. Okay, now we gotta wait. Other shit's gotta happen, dude. Like, <laughs> can't put a time on that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't specify. It's like, you'll get a million dollars the day before you die. <laughs> Fuck. That's, that's, that's what it was always in those ancient genie stories. It was always like a catch. <clears throat> <laughs> Speaking of, like, I wish for a million dollars. A completely different side quest. Did you hear about the two guys that got arrested because they basically glued numbers on a lottery ticket and tried to turn it in? <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. like, I was like, how did you expect that to work? Like, <laughs> oh no, I tried to cash in a non-winning lottery ticket the other day. That's because I was a dumbass. I looked at the wrong numbers. Yeah, but at the same time, like, they, like, it's not even about what's on the the card piece. It's all about the barcode. Like, I have seen people have what should have been losing tickets, and then they scan the barcode, and they're like, <clears throat> oh, no, it's worth another free ticket or something. So it's like, I don't know. Like, you can't just pay attention to the game board. Like, you know, for people that play scratch-offs, I guess it's always worth having your ticket scanned. <laughs> I had one the other day, it was like, I think I thought I had won, like, I don't know, five, ten bucks. <clears throat> I go to cash it in to, like, they're like, this is not a winner. I'm like, bullshit, I got, like, four of the numbers. And then I looked, when I looked, pulled up the winning numbers, I looked at, like, Mega Millions instead of Powerball. <laughs> so if I had had the other ticket, I would have won $10, but I was looking at the wrong damn, uh, <laughs> wrong damn drawing. Oh, boy. Yeah, my, my thing was basically, um, scratch-offs, not really... I don't know. I'm just saying. Get your <laughs> ticket scanned. <laughs> oh, That way you have a little coin to toss to your Witcher. <laughs> and when they, the Witcher finally kind of catches up to series story, you're like, the whole time you're like, alright, cool, she's looking for him. Like, where the hell has he been? <laughs> it turns out, he finally, like, after the whole dragon thing was like, he saw the, the army coming through the mountains toward the that was going to invade and says, well, I'm going to go claim her so I can protect her. And it gets to the castle and the queen's still kind of a bitch. And she's like, no, you're not taking her because my, my daughter died and I've raised her all these years when you should have been here helping and I'm going to lock you in the <laughs> in the dungeon. <laughs> but he escaped before the, uh, you know, during the attack and had just been chilling in the basement for a little while. <laughs> and it's kind of like just like a step behind her because he ends up getting to that refugee camp where everyone got killed and... The, the people that had been killed had turned into some kind of, like, ghouls or whatever, and 
he ends up getting, it's like that, the whole thing about like destiny kind of pushing everybody together. He, uh, yeah, there's a good Samaritan trying to bury the bodies when the monsters attack and he gets bitten and he's like, well, I'll take you back to my house so we can heal you. Well, at the same time, she's been on the run and her powers like unleashed and she's like lost and doesn't know what's going on. This nice lady's like, well, <clears throat> let me take you home to my house and we'll feed you and figure out what we're going to do tomorrow. And turns out it's like the wife of the dude that's helping the witcher. And they just kind of accidentally finally <laughs> cross paths. <It's clears> because <throat> destiny. Yep. Old destiny's a motherfucker. <laughs> and Jennifer disappeared after blowing everybody up. So we don't know where, and she kind of has a vision of him, like walking through the woods, you know, looking for Jennifer. And she takes off into the woods about the time he shows up and hears about this girl that ran off into the woods and remembers way back when episode one, when the one princess like prophesied to him, like the one day there'll be a girl in the woods, you know, you must, and she will be your destiny. And he's like, I better go to the woods <laughs> and finally find each other. And he's like, she's like, Hey, who the fuck is this Jennifer chick? I keep hearing about in my visions. <laughs> so that's essentially season one of the Witcher. Any final thoughts on this here coin tosser? Are you talking about the, the series, or are you talking about the cigar? Specify your coin! <laughs> well, first of all, the, uh, you know, the series. Any predictions for season two? Because, like I said, I have not read the source material, so I have no idea where we're going from here. <laughs> I don't really know either, you know, because, I mean, they, they, they took so many timelines and, you know, try to condense stuff down. Um, I don't know. I don't really even want to speculate, like... I, you know, these are types of things that I kind of like going into, you know, sort of blind. And I, I, I think season two, we're probably going to get a bit more continuity. And um, it's going to be, you know, a lot less, like, I guess for me, because without knowing the stories and everything of that nature, like, like you said, if you didn't pay attention to the context clues, like you don't really realize that, hey, we're we're following sixty years worth of events. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, <clears throat> you know, th the fact that we're over that hurdle going into season <laughs> two, like, I think we probably will get to see, you know, uh, more story, more continuity, and more, you know, um. You know, instead of just, hey, our paths are crossing, like, what do their destinies actually look like, you know, when yeah, they're... <clears throat> at this point, they're finally, or at least, her and the Witchers together. Like, th this is almost like every game, right? Where, like, you have a party, but you have to discover the characters in your party. So, now we've discovered our characters... Now we got to wait for like the fucking DLC to come out or something <laughs> so that we can all band together and play some shit, like... Yeah, because, you know, this one was kind of, I guess, followed the kind of the prequel books before the actual main Witcher storyline. And I've seen some of the creators saying that next season will be more of a straightforward timeline that, you know, the, this season they kind of had to introduce everybody. And then from here on out, it's all kind of being, I guess, running together. But but at <clears> the same time, like, they really didn't stop the big bad of the MILF Guardians and I'm not really sure what they're trying to accomplish at this point, so I'm assuming we're going to get well. I mean, I think we saw more like, into them fighting the bad guys in the second se season. The main quest was them finding each other. We've accomplished that, but we had a lot of side quests along the way, and I, I mean, you know, <laughs> they did exactly what I think makes Mandalorian great, where. You know, it's like, hey, these episodes, if you just want to learn about the main story, watch episode one, four, and, you know, seven and eight. 
If you want to see some shit that The Witcher gets along to leading up to those episodes, watch everything in the middle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so any final thoughts on the sacred scales? or You know, I, I'm really digging this cigar. Um, the Blue Wolf. <laughs> you know, the, the fact that we, you know, hit a little bit of a snag. I was able to actually pick up another one. And, um, you know, the first cigar I got had a... Uh, had a little bit of a plug issue, but, you know, I was sort of able to get work through it, um, but not until later on after air. So I was like, you know what? Like, I got a chance. Let me pick up another one and um, no issues with this one. And I've got to experience the cigar in its entirety. And um, the price is a little higher than I want on a daily smoke, but at the same time, like, I mean, it's it's full-bodied. It's got a combination of sweet and spice, and it's a really good cigar. Um, so, you know, not one that I'm going to gravitate to all the time, but it's definitely one that as long as it's available, I'm going to be like, hey, I haven't had one of these in a month or so. I'm going to pick one up. Um, yeah, it's one that, that's turned to be a really like good you know cigar with some strength to it. And yeah, I've kind of shied away from the archetypes in the past just because of the the price point. It's like at a certain point, it's like unless I'm doing something from the show, it's like if it's more than my everyday nine ten dollar smoke, it's like do I really want to spend fifteen bucks on an unknown quantity? But then this one turned out to be like really good. Like I don't know if it you know because of that price point. Like I said, I, if it would like you said would make in into a regular rotation, but it's definitely one I would l- like to smoke again and you know pick up. Occasionally, when the budget allows, I want to smoke yeah, something a little absolutely. more. Absolutely, I mean, a little it, more high dollar. Now that I know I like it, you know, I I don't mind. You know, it's always that initial. And it's something something with like a fancy box and a fancy label. Sometimes you're like, is this a good cigar, or is they just spent a lot of money on marketing? Yeah, and this <laughs> is one that it's flashy, and yeah. You know, it it definitely catches your eye. It's unlike any other cigar box on a shelf it's like like you described before fucking blacklight poster. I, i'm looking at a blacklight poster <laughs> but it's one that's like it, it's worthy and yeah, it's, um, it's not just a fancy marketing this has actually got some some flavor and a nice kick to it yep so um i i don't i mean highly recommend it if you like something that is you know full body um full strength um i would say that you know if you're a fan of anything with a, you know, Nicaraguan, um, the Mexican San Andreas wrapper, I think, is a awesome touch. Um, I don't know, just all around um, a really good cigar. And uh, I'm so going to leave it at that. Toss a coin to your tobacconist and pick one of these up, and we'll be right back. <clears throat> May I have your attention here in the tavern, please? I hear you all whispering about The Witcher, but none of you have actually seen The Witcher. I have not only laid eyes on the man... But I have spent time with him, that's right. I rode with him, myself, my two friends. And we will tell you the tale. I saw him with my own two eyes. They cut a monster down twice his size. So let me tell you about what I've learned and paint you a picture of the Witcher. You ain't heard of Garot Arabia, let me get there. The reason that monsters be living in fear. You better be scared, the Witcher in here. The fright got him turning white like they rendered his hair. After harsh experiments for many a year. Death in the air, evil, the lesser the pair. But he refused to choose, so the fit is prepared. At the tavern to get him a bit. Met Grim for your temptingly proved to be a deadly affair. But the scar on the heart that can never repair. And the horse named Rose takes some every 
everywhere On the hunt for whoever told the cannabis years, yeah And just the bar trying to make my rent But I seen cats crossing your plate like Quint By the butcher of Blavikin For the right price, give them a target to wait They'll drag them in some science ready to we've gone from witchering shit to back to the old world of science <clears throat> you ready to learn some shit Brad oh I am as long as, long as one of us are cause I ain't learning shit <laughs> I just want a cookie a space cookie the first cookies baked in space well I mean it might come to, to fruition Earth. cause didn't the um, like the testing for SpaceX and stuff, didn't they finish their first test today? Like, are, are there like final tests before they yeah, can actually? I, send- I, I saw something about that. Uh, that yeah, we're they're getting ready to like approve to transport people and and whatnot. So maybe we finally get to return to space without Whoa. catching a ride from the Russians or whatever we've been doing to get people up to the. ISS. Killer cookies from outer space. <laughs> Holy crap, we just came up with a new series. <laughs> I think. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, the uh, anything you see about stuff about, you know, people eating in space, it always looks like uh, prepackaged, like, you know, hell yeah, I remember astronaut ice cream always being the thing back in the day, like freeze-dried bullshit that, yeah, they have to eat up there. There's not like there's a full-on kitchen in the uh, space station or the shuttle. And to this point, they didn't even know if cooking in space was a thing that could even happen. Because with, you know, microgravity, you don't want crumbs and, and you know, flour and whatnot getting f- airborne and ending up in all the equipment and shorting shit out. Well, is it a <clears throat> experience? You say it like it's a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, a, a company has sent up kind of, uh, for an experimental thing for them to test out on the space station, a, a, uh, oven, like a, a from a company called Zero G Kitchen, <laughs> uh, uh, and, uh, within a partnership with Double Tree Cookies, uh, the prototype oven cooks cookies made from frozen ready-made cookie dough discs and they even come in a because that's the other thing with cooking in an oven in no gravity microgravity you want your shit floating up off the the rack and getting next to the burner and <laughs> so not only do they have to event a a oven that would could possibly work in space but also special trays that would keep whatever food you're cooking and the correct position inside the <laughs> the oven for said cooking. So these uh, what they're calling nano racks, uh, basically the the cookies, uh, kind of were in this rack that was had like a almost like a heat resistant plastic wrap on it, complete with vents. So any steam from the cooking could vent out of the package without you know 
it just swelling up and blowing up like something you stick in your microwave when you don't poke holes in the plastic like it says in the instructions. Because I'm always like, fuck that shit. I want to watch something explode. <laughs> oh, boy. So they've uh, baked five cookies uh, in this uh, one at a time because it's a real tiny experimental oven. Kind of like a high-tech million-dollars easy-bake oven from the 70s. <laughs> And they will be soon returning uh, to Earth on the next uh, SpaceX Dragon capsule supply run. So even though the astronauts got to cook cookies in space and probably smell like, you know, fresh break cookies up there, they were not allowed to eat any of them because it's an experiment and it has to come back to Earth for, you know, science and testing and see if they're radioactive or whatever. But it's the first step and fresh baked cookies in space. Hey, I'm I'm okay with it. Don't know if they sent up any, like, you know cows or whatever so they could have milk for their cookies that's probably the, the I just hope they don't mislabel the raisin cookies as chocolate chip cookies cause then people's gonna be disappointed that's worth you know cutting somebody over when you're like ooh cookies and then you fire one up and you're like god damn it motherfucker gave me a raisin which oh, I'm shit, okay with a raisin yeah, cookie all, as, as, long as, as long as I know, as I know that going in <laughs> like I can temper my expectation going alright this is gonna be a nice oatmeal raisin cookie but when I'm like ooh chocolate chip God damn it, motherfucker. Any other time, I would not mind the raisin cookie. But when I think it's chocolate chip, that just pisses me the fuck off. <laughs> and kind of on the uh, subject of The Witcher, a man in the UK grows a dragon horn on his back. Uh, apparently it's a rare form of a skin cancer, according to BMJ uh, case report. That this, uh, it's a growth that develops from this, you know, kind of like a hardening, uh, they call it a cutaneous squamous cell carcinoma. But most of the time, these things, you know, are treated, uh, early on before they grow to like massive proportions. But apparently this 50 year old laborer, uh, was like, eh, fuck that. I'll just let it go. And when he finally, you know, went into the doctors, get it checked out. He had about a 14 centimeter, uh, yeah, that's 5.5 inches to us here in the U.S. Horn growing out of the back, out of his back. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it looks like some some shit you'd have to call a witcher for, because that's kind of disgusting looking. Like, I don't know how the dude even, like, sat down or, like, you know, how do you let something like that go till it gets that big? <laughs> well, I'm just going to let that little skin tab, you know, Keep growing. <laughs> oh shit! Now I look like Elboy. Uh, yeah. So if any, uh, any, you know, it was removed and and uh, you know also had to remove a lot of the flesh around it because you know I guess that thing had taken root and had to uh, apply skin grafts to to patch the the hole where it came from. So cautionary tale: be sure and if you get something funky, don't wait. You know, several years to go to the doctor and get it checked out. <laughs> Or you might end up with a horn. Yeah, and you don't want a horn. Nope, that was definitely a horn of plenty. Oh, a horn of plenty. I like horn it. Horn of plenty growth. Gross, that is. Plenty gross growth. Yeah. Wow, that's almost a tongue twister. <laughs> and also something that I would probably call a witcher for. Uh, man catches a fishing spider. Oh, goodness. Like... <laughs> Uh, weren't we just talking about fishing in RPGs? <laughs> I mean, this story is the thing of nightmares. The guy had a 
goldfish, I guess like a kind of a small koi in a pond in his house or something, and brought a girl back to his apartment going, hey, you want to check out my goldfish? You know, and she's like, oh, yeah. I'll t-. And it turns out, no, he was being legit. He's like, hey, I got this cool goldfish. You want to come check it out? It wasn't a yeah. euphemism, but... I don't know. Goldfish might have been in his bedroom. Uh, and was trying to lure him up there. I mean, I've I've heard we- weirder pickup lines, but <laughs> when he goes and he uh, finds uh, cannot find his pet goldfish, and finds a giant fucking spider dragging the goldfish up the wall. <laughs> I mean, which I have heard of, like you know. Um certain spider species that you know are kind of are aquatic that you know will small fish and stuff like that but i mean like to say goldfish like we're are we talking like your small pet store like inch or two goldfish or are we talking like you know hey this was in an out you know like (laughs) it's not like one of the like Trout sized, like, yeah. Koi, cause I've seen some big ass koi's that are like the size. Well, of, I mean, like, I've seen big ass goldfish buttons. too that are like. Well, they said this uh, according to the article that uh, Cleo was the name of the unfortunate fish was a little on the fat side and said it was probably twice the size of the spider. <laughs> but the spider apparently uh, lowered itself down, and fanged it, and was hauling it uh, back up out of the water with its fangs and legs. Uh, uh, they said it appeared to be a nursery web spider, which kind of exists almost everywhere, so this could be in your own house or backyard. But they uh, they also can walk on the surface of water and even dive below water to hunt or escape predators, and they can jump about six inches. So, yeah, that's the thing of nightmares. Yeah, but they're <laughs> harmless. Oh, but yeah, that's like something just like fucked up to see you walk in your house and there's like a damn spider over your goldfish tank like <laughs> dragging a fish out of the out of the thing it's like oh gotta move because i'm burning this place down <laughs> i guess you know maybe the spider was craving sushi i don't know you know i mean i or maybe that is just a testament that hey you don't have an insect infestation because the spider's like shit i gotta eat and there's no bugs around <laughs> like, <laughs> i'm gonna take your fish motherfucker <laughs> like i can see now like you know instead of the open top like we're all gonna have like the small mesh, um, you know, tops on all of our fish bowls to keep the spiders out. Like, <laughs> yeah, you said to worry about the cat getting into your fish bowl. Now it's like the damn spiders, <laughs> or hell, you freaking. I guess. I guess the next step would be watch out for the spiders. You know, taking your cat. Yeah, I was like, I seen this picture of some kind of like rare spider. Somebody just it was like a tarantula of some species. I'm I, like, I think it was like those bird eating spiders. But it was like the new like record for like largest one. And there was a picture of this thing next to like a man's hand, and it was like the body of the spider was as like big as a full grown man's yeah, hand. Yeah, I mean like, with huge. the legs and everything, this shit was like the size of your head. Yeah, like your your Goliath bird eaters, you know they they get you know intimidating, you know as far as size. But once again, they're a a new world species. So you know the most they're going to do is flick hairs. You know the the fang size. Probably would have a little bit of a painful bite, but unless you're susceptible to anaphylactic shock or something, you know, it's not like, ah, crap, you know, now now I'm going to die. That's, I mean, that's all that's left, you know. This like, motherfucker looked like the hairy version of a damn alien face hugger. <laughs> I've been like, that's like, nope, that's a whole lot of nope right there. Yeah, <laughs> Again, burn the house down and move. It's simpler. <laughs> or you just have a hell of a pet. <laughs> 
That's the one you come home and he's dragging the cat up the wall. <laughs> uh, but I mean, you got to keep your cats away from your arachnids. <laughs> I mean, your arachnids away from your cats. <laughs> uh, but speaking of unfortunate animals, I guess my B. Uh, Smithy is just not near as impressive in size anymore. <laughs> uh, kind of on a uh, a sadder note, you know, it's and this is one of those things with all the bullshit about terrorist and impeachment. No one's really talking about the the fires in Australia right now. It's like they're saying now that they believe over a billion animals now fear dead in Australians brush fires. So yeah, I mean, it's burned what an area like the size of the United States. Yeah. It's like the whole freaking country's on fire. And then, you know, did you see the, like I, I saw a report the other day that now they're getting the opposite extreme that, you know, now they're worried about flooding and everything else because of, um, supercell thunderstorms going through. Um, Damn, it's it's kind of like the like. Remember playing Sims, and when you get bored, and you just turn on all the disaster features at once. It's like that's looks what's happening in the world right now. It's like it's like fuck is this? But at the, the same time, the like times? I've been seeing like photographs come out where you know plants have already started to rebloom and other like you know nature is going to find a way. Like you all know, right, Jeff Goldblum. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm just saying like. Uh, you know, as much impact as we like to have, like, there's so many forces much bigger than us that, you know, hell, I mean, even even think about life. I mean, we are a drop in a fucking massive universe that, you know, like I saw an interesting article that there's a uh, big-ass asteroid, and this thing is light years away. But something has happened, and it started to, you know, rotate. Well, as it rotated, like, small, like, meteor-sized chunks are breaking off. So it's like this fucking asteroid is launching fireballs at us. Oh, great. Like, (laughs) you know, which in itself is, you know, like, I mean, most of the stuff right now is going to burn up in the atmosphere, you know, uh, not pose much risk. But, you know, 50 million years from now, like, you know. That might be the end of our uh, our planet, but you know, not something to necessarily worry about in our lifetimes. But then it's again, time for an Armageddon sequel. I mean, we talked about <laughs> you know, I don't know if we ever actually covered it, but the damn intern, his third day at NASA, is like, "Hey guys, I found a planet." Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he got a note, be like, "Whatever, kid." <laughs> kid thinks he sees a planet, and then they look like, "Oh shit." Fucker did see a planet. It's like, you know, what does that do for the guys that have been there for like 30 years? Like, this or is. One of his wonders, like, some dumb co- college is like, hey, let's just tell them, like, get on the telescope, look over in this area, give them busy work while we're doing important science shit over here. And he's like, hey, guys, I found something. <laughs> like, son of a bitch. <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's crazy. But yeah, I mean, it, it is sad. And I've seen, you know, a lot of different, um, you know, bands and celebrities and stuff like that, you know, doing fundraisers for Australia and things of that nature. I mean, you know, I've, I've seen the, you know, some of the videos circulating where people, you know, unfortunately, they're trying to rescue the animals, but they're just too severely, you know, injured and stuff like that. To or the ones where they're even, like, you and, know, coming up to ask for help. Like, you know, I saw one dude, like, had a freaking car full of koalas that he just pulled over on the side of this road and all these koalas he's like yo jump in bro and like he had like fucking five koalas like riding shotgun in his car like trying to get him to safety it was just kind of interesting that you know they're like hi man it's just gotten bad enough that like 
you like come here and help us guy i mean do we ultimately know this the cause of the fires yet where was it due I think to arrested like like several people for either i don't know if it was straight up arson or just like you know irresponsibility irresp- yeah there's but there's been a couple people charged with like you know starting all this shit um but you know like i said if you can donate to you know a le- you know, do your research, make sure it's a legitimate, uh, place where it's not somebody just ripping you off. But you know, if, if you have a way to help, you know, do it. And with that, we'll be right back. Where comedy and commentary collide. Thunder Talk brings a unique variety show style twist to the fandom podcast genre. We drop music from some of today's hottest up and coming artists. We discuss topics of social and political relevance and deliver our sideways take on the world at large. If stand up comedy, NPR, the Millennium Falcon, and classic MTV had a baby, it would be Thunder Talk. Thunder Talk is part of the ESO Network. Find us at thundertalk.org and on all podcasting platforms. And now it's time for all things nerdy in Nerd News. And welcome to Nerd News. Yeah, news. All right. Uh, Do you like psychotic girls with baseball bats? I mean, it is kind of a fetish. Um, Pigtails? Yeah. Okay. How about hyenas? Hyenas are cool. Cool. Especially they laugh. Yeah. Like a good laughing hyena. So, uh, with no further ado, we got our second trailer for the upcoming film Birds of Prey. You know, with none other Harley Quinn as she suffers her post-traumatic breakup with, you know, the Joker, which was completely (laughs) mutual, but apparently not so mutual because she goes on a psychotic tangent and tear. (laughs) Which is kind of funny that, uh... Like, yeah, if if they literally did kill off freaking Jared Leto's Joker, <laughs> and it's like we we've gotten rid of uh, freaking uh, Juggalo Joker. <laughs> I mean, it would be interesting. Yeah, I, I did you see um Joaquin Phoenix um that Joker film yet? I have still not seen it. I have not e- either. So I'm I'm wondering. It's like it's one of those that everyone's like it's really good, but then also it's more of a drama and i'm just like i really want to i don't know what comes out on video maybe i'll <laughs> hell it may even be out on video now i might one day get bored enough to sit through it but it's one of those that i was not didn't kind of really care to see it when it was in theaters but it's gotten freaking great reviews but i, don't I know mean that's it, the thing it's like it may know, be a good movie i just don't know if it's a movie that's up my particular alley yeah i i don't know you know sometimes i'm like man do i really want a drama like but then again i'm like it's Joaquin Phoenix, like, it's hard to, yeah, you know, like, I mean, fuck. <laughs> I almost have to. Yeah. <laughs> but I just haven't yet. I don't know. I'm off work tomorrow. Maybe I'll make that a thing. I'm not sure. Get around to it. But yeah, that, uh, that trailer looks pretty bad. At, and out of, like, the bad DC movies, Suicide Squad was one of the ones that I'm actually like, all right, that was watchable. I've watched it a couple times and probably... Her version of Harley Quinn was like one of the highlights of the movie, and even in that the newest trailer, it shows like they've done live action like the classic Harley Quinn's pet hyenas from yes like like the animated series. I was like, holy shit! <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just hoping that you know, and not just a film featuring you know her, but you know like you know Black Canary, you know Renee Montoya, um, Cassandra Kane, um, you know, like. I don't know, like, I, I felt like watching this trailer that 
I'm with you. I, I enjoyed Suicide Squad, and I, I kind of got that same, you know, hey, we're not just looking to make something dark for the sake of being dark. Yeah, like, this looked like it had some pretty badass yeah, action in it, too. The the action looked good, and then it's like you said, you know, the, the throwbacks to some of the familiarities with, you know, the animated, you know, Harley Quinns, and like, oh, hell! Like, you know, it'd be cool to see some of this on the big screen, so... Um, looks like this is, uh, I don't know, might be a great, uh, pre-Valentine's Day, uh, <laughs> with a, uh, February 7th release scheduled currently. Uh, moving right along, um, do you like demons? Hell yeah. You like guns? Always. You like killing demons with guns? Hell yeah. Alright, well, Give we- my boomstick, motherfucker. I, I think you could probably get a boomstick, motherfucker. Um... We got our trailer for Doom Eternal. Um, you know, throwback to, oh, you know, the first-person shooter and probably one of the greatest, you know, like the granddaddy of uh, yeah, the, the first-person shooters. The thing that puts shooters. shooters on the map. Um, yeah, uh, looks like um, we've gone Doom, but this <laughs> it looks almost Halo-ish. At yeah, time. like especially I mean, started putting the helmet on. I was like, is this fucking Halo? Yeah, <laughs> like. I don't know. I, I, I think it'd be cool. I mean, you know, it was a, a great, you know, platform, you know, shooter. Like, I um, I enjoyed the horror, dark elements of Doom 3. Um, I mean, know, that last like, one came out was just so goddamn hard. I n- never could make a fan of that final fucking boss battle. I finally yeah, gave and up. Then after Doom 3, <laughs> we got the one that you're referring to, um, which was, you know, essentially Doom, just hordes and hordes of monsters and you know non-stop you know shoot them up uh yeah like i mean i've always loved a doom game so this may you know get me to back into some gaming because that trailer just looks well, badass I, mean, I, I don't like doom was always one of those that like you could play you could save and you could pick up because what are you really you're just running around shooting like yeah. you know um this here though like you said it looked like it had a looks like a, like a lot pretty in depth story to it too. It wasn't like just that. like we're gonna shoot monsters, which um, is kind of cool, you know. So, kind of curious to see what direction, um, you know, that's gonna go. Um, you know, looks like this is set to release March twenty twenty for PS four, um, Xbox One, uh, PC, and then. Um, at some point later on, hasn't get, been given a date yet, uh, Nintendo Switch. <laughs> um, I'm not even going to mention Google Strata because that's a dying platform that just... I've never even heard of it, so... <laughs> yeah, Google tried to get in the video game console market and, um, yeah, with Strata and it's just... I mean, now in the, like, the age of, of... People keep showing me some of the... One of my friends got an Oculus, uh, the the standalone one, not the one you... That, because that one now that you can play... Standalone, you don't have to have a computer to plug it in. And he used to show me some of the games on that. Doom would be an excellent freaking VR game. I mean, that would be just stress I mean, how does inducing. it work? Do you have to, like, walk in place or run in place or anything? Or is it just hand movements? Uh, on this one, it's like you... It's mainly hand movements. You can, like, walk around in the environment. Because the standard Oculus Lift has... With it hooks into a computer, you have, like basically motion cameras that you hang up around whatever space you're setting it up in. Whereas the standalone version, the cameras are on the helmet. So they, they just track your hand, your control stick movements of your hands. So it sometimes he says it's like, if you're in a certain position, the helmet cameras might not 
see your hands and that kind of causes some issues. But they said the standard one where the cameras are mounted off of away from you, we can put kind of one in each corner yeah, of the room. I mean, that's getting an overview of the entire room yeah, and so that every one, motion. That one's know. a little bit more, not as many bugs with that, but he said the, the standalone system you know, is is almost good enough. I said it, it kind of has some some issues there with uh But it's a lot better tracking. than, you know, like, you know, um, back when we, with the 360 and yeah. we got to connect and good in principle, <laughs> but it, you know, just kind of failed in execution, just... Yeah, so far it's he says so yeah seems pretty good. He said just that sometimes that hitting the blind spots on the cameras with the helmet mounted one, but he's like yeah the price point it's like I think three hundred bucks for the standalone one versus the one have you where you have to have a pretty high end computer to to run it on. Yeah. So it's definitely a if you're trying to get into the VR market and not wanting to invest like you know two grand at this point it's a it's a way to jump in that's because uh, hell I hadn't even heard anything about that PlayStation VR I think that kind of died on the on the vine. Yeah, I'm I'm not quite sure whatever manifest. I, I I've seen some people talk about it, but yeah, it definitely hasn't gotten a lot of the publicity that Oculus has. Um moving right along. Uh we got our trailer for upcoming film Morbius. And yeah, it looks uh, like more of DC or not DC, Sony's Spider-Verse <laughs> that started with with Venom that seems to have some kind of connection to the larger MCU cuz it you know the you know homeboy from Spider-Man Homecoming shows up in it at the end yeah, of the trailer. Yeah, cuz that was my so. thing as I was like is <clears throat> this going to lead us into um you know having Morbius as a villain, you know, for you know a Spider-Man at some point, you yeah, know. Or is and, it going to be more kind of an anti-hero or, like yeah, the Venom movie was. Yeah, I, I, I'm i not sure, you know. Because I, I think in, like, the animated Spider-Man and stuff, he was always a villain, right? Yeah, for the most part. I think there's been a few times where he's kind of played good guy. Like, uh, if it was in his interest. Yeah, like, so he's kind of one of those, who's like, you know. His, I need to lower the threat His level. motivation is, uh, is, you know, sometimes uh, undetermined. <laughs> yeah. He can be good, he can be bad. Uh, it just kind of depends on what his needs are at the time. Definitely. So, um, I don't know. I mean, looks like, uh, your good buddy, Jared Leto is, uh, like, <laughs> maybe know. that's why they killed him off in the, uh, <laughs> possibly in the DC. But then again, I mean, you know, so it looks like, uh, you know, Matt Smith, um, back when Dr. Who wasn't dying on the vine. <laughs> yeah. As, uh, you know, perusing the articles and, you know, a lot of people are, you know, starting to mention now, like the, the, viewership of doctor who and stuff has just fallen off the map with you know these last go rounds of season it's like you know um yeah i mean i've not watched any of the new female doctor like, who but i had stopped watching before she came so it's not like oh there's a female doctor i'm not watching this i quit halfway through the last guys so yeah i mean <laughs> i was already off the boat before they <laughs> decided to make a, make him a woman yeah i don't know i think a lot of people you know just get tired of having the political stuff and it's like no we don't care like you know i mean there's been gay characters black characters female characters like some of the greatest you know female side companions you know earlier on and and stuff like that so you know it's like you're just taking a franchise because it's got a you know fandom following and trying to shove you know politics down people's throat and it's like no that's not why we're fans <laughs> like i i it's just crazy, you know. I, I hate to see it, you know, go away because Doctor Who's what 
50 years? You Something know? like that. I mean, it's been around for, for a long ever. time. So. And it kind of went on hiatus in the, what, the late 80s, 90s for several years. So, I don't know, maybe it's a time for it to cool off for a bit and come back <laughs> later on. We might need a, another break. <clears throat> Absolutely. Um, back there in the main segment, um, I mentioned a game I started playing recently, Elder Scrolls Online. Um, they've got a new DLC package. The other ESO that's not, you know, our podcast network. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of funny. It's like, hey, this could be the network's game. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I don't know. It might be dangerous territory to be, um, you know, hooked up with Bethesda and stuff. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, you know, if you're a fan of RPGs, um, anybody that's played, um, you know, Skyrim, uh, you know, uh, it was always I always enjoyed, you know, kind of going vampire, and you can go vampire in Elder Scrolls. You know, you just got to hook up with another player that's willing to give you a little bite. Um, <laughs> but uh, bite my ass. <laughs> yeah, you know, it looks like um, the next chapter is going to be the Dark Heart of Skyrim and Greymore. Um, so, Return of the Vampires. Um, and. I'm digging, like, it's crazy to me now, like, video game trailers are just as cinematic now as your... Yeah, when you started showing me that Doom trailer, I'm like, is this a new movie coming out, or is this a video game? So, um, yeah, I mean, for folks looking to, you know, spend hundreds of hours lost, I I still have (laughs) no clue what I'm doing in the game, because, hey, that's, that's just how it is, but... You know, it's something that's got a lot of playability, and it's not like, hey, I might have spent four or five hours, and I'm not sure what I accomplished, but I did some stuff. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I did some stuff. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's not one that's going to hold your hand and be like, no, go here, now go here, now go here. No, it's like, hey, you want to wander 20 hours in that direction? Then wander 20 hours in that direction. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, kind of excited for it. Um, all right, I, let me get my, my notes here. Bop, 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 bop. All right. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's still stuck in my So, head. we talked about Disney Plus, and we've also talked about, um, you know. Do you think we'll get another song next season for The Witcher? Dude, there's a bard. <laughs> You're always going to have another song. <laughs> season two, we get a new song. <laughs> Toss another coin to your Witcher. <laughs> just start getting derivative. <laughs> Maybe instead of a valley, they move on to, you know, like, a continent. Your continent of plenty. <laughs> Remix! DJ Khaled. <laughs> he does a medieval trap rendition. Oh, God. <laughs> Chester invents, invents dubstep in the... <laughs> God. What would medieval dubstep sound like? <laughs> kind of like the just the clashing of armor. <laughs> Like, remember those bands that used to, just, all their instruments were like garbage, garbage cans, cans and drunk? And stuff, yeah. yeah. It's going to be like that, but somebody's going to be just beating on night armor. Holy shit. <laughs> all right, we're going to put video aside. I'm going back into audio production again. <laughs> I'm making medieval dubstep. Start a literal heavy metal band. Yeah. <laughs> all of this metal is really heavy. And made of chains. 
Um, but yeah, back to what I was saying. Um, we talked a little bit about uh, the world according to Jeff Goldblum. Um, Disney Plus has renewed it for a second season. I gotta watch more of that. I've watched like first couple episodes of that and just haven't had time to get back. I mean, Sarah. it's kind of interesting. He's like, just so weird and awkward. It's it's cool seeing him talk to like real people and. Well, like <laughs> just... you know, he's talking about shoes, and it's like <clears throat> I could care less about shoes, but you know what? It's Jeff Goldblum, and it's making me laugh. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, it's just so eccentric and quirky that, you know, it just works. So, um, yeah, it looks like season two is going to have ten more episodes. And, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm kind of curious to see what the other adventures, you know. Um, oh, he needs to do a cigar episode. Him do, like, a deep dive on cigars. <laughs> that would be kind of interesting. But I, I, you I mean, know. The barbecue episode was cool. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, that was just entertaining because I, you know, been watching the Barbecue Pit Boys on YouTube for years, <laughs> and it's like, oh shit, you know, and so far out of his element. Like. <laughs> <laughs> or, or if he does one on gun culture, could you like see Jeff Goldblum like at Terran Tactical or something doing the John Wick shit? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I heard about this really cool coffee company called Black Rifle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. These guys are all really big and bearded and have guns. <laughs> lots and lots of guns. Oh. Oh, it's a dream. <laughs> that would be hysterical, it's I think. It's so weird to see him in that environment. But he would probably nail it. Yeah. Guns I mean, are scary. He's already saved the world from aliens. I yeah, mean. I mean, come on. Um, any other tidbits, news, anything else? I think oh, that's all I think I... that is all I got. Check us out on CigarNerdPodcast.com. We're also on the ESO Network at ESONetwork.com. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, freaking Pod Addict. Anywhere you can find freaking podcasts, we're probably there. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at CigarNerdPod. You can pick up some energy drinks to get you through your... You're witchering um, with um, strikeforceenergy.com. Use your promo code CIGARNERDS for 20% off your order. And also you can pick up some shirts at realmensmokecigars.com. And to coat the witcher, mmm, fuck. And this has been a recording of the Cigar Nerd Podcast. We are your hosts, Smokin' Joe and Brad Jackson. Join us next time for more adventures in nerddom. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.